Hello and welcome to the Flynn Fit Podcast. I'm your host Declan Flynn and joining me today is Paddy Cunningham. We talk about Paddy's journey, the psychological effects of weight loss, will you be happy once you've lost the weight, binge eating we touch upon as well and Paddy's circle of control. Let's get to it. So join me now is Paddy Cunningham, who has well known within, uh, let's say, the Irish circuit, shall we say? <laughs> is that the best yeah, partner for? For, for a big, it was the biggest loser twenty eleven, wasn't it? Yeah, the biggest loser. It aired in um, two thousand eleven. We recorded it in. Um, well, we started filming in, in September two thousand and ten, and then we had seven weeks kind of on site and then we had 15 weeks at home so all in all about 21 weeks in total well so you don't see all the the interim that happens like in the middle of the film and we only see like the filming's end of it and then it's all the work that goes in in, in the middle <laughs> yeah absolutely like you know to think that each uh week was essentially condensed into like less than an hour episode yeah um, is, is pretty mad um, given the, the the stuff that used to happen in, in the space for a week and yeah. not even the amount of workouts and stuff like that so yeah kind of w- watching it back although in saying that and I've said this a few times and people still don't believe me but I, I genuinely have never actually sat down and watched all the episodes from start to finish I've watched yeah. bits of ones here or there where I knew there was stuff on and I have all, I have all the, the DVDs back in the day when DVD was a thing Um after the the show finished we got it we got a gift like off of all the dvds and um i keep meaning to kind of yeah. watch them from time to time there was one night where i couldn't sleep and i watched one or two episodes <laughs> Ash, i know how it ends <laughs> yeah but like i'm sure like you were it was like it was like gruesome training sessions as well i was like constantly going yeah definitely like so um God, I kind of started day one when we arrived in. I'll never forget walking up to the walking up to the house because um, it, it's very kind of cloak and dagger in terms okay. of um, the, the cloak and dagger. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the day right before yeah. you're literally you're like go here, collect your train ticket, and get off at the station that's on your train ticket. And you're like, oh, right, okay, um, and it's like we'll bring you to somewhere. It's like all right, so kind of in in a holding B and B as it was. Um, yeah night before still no clue where you're going or anything like that um and then you're ushered in there very quietly and we're, we're filming a beautiful place called stanford hall um a stunning stunning house mm-hmm. like something um you'd see in one of those kind of period dramas so it's lovely but yeah the training wise then we were straight into day one and that kind of continued then for I, I, I was there for the full seven weeks so that continued for um five hours a day six days a week in total um and that was day seven was up to yourself then whatever you kind of wanted to do but yeah uh, it was broken up into four different training sessions every day um starting from first one was six i think it was six or half six and in the morning and then the last one was usually about um seven half seven in the evening yeah no, so yeah definitely intense work yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely, yeah. I've yeah. done movies extras, and uh, like you get picked up at a certain point, you're told nothing in between. So I understand that element of it, and that you just don't know where you're yeah. going and what exactly you're doing, and that. So I think anything with TV yeah. is like that. 
yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like the first kind of, I guess, week, maybe it was a bit of a novelty every time we were doing something or if we were going outside the grounds of the house, it's kind of like, ooh, TV. But then you very you very quickly kind of get into the mindset of, yeah. okay, whatever, with the cameras and the sound, man, I'm actually, you know, killing myself here, trying to do a workout. They're doing their job. I'm, mm. I'm doing my thing. Um, and you kind of relax into that day to day life off like you literally do with minders there's a care team that is with you that make sure you don't engage with the public and um, that you don't see any newspapers that you don't hear the radio that you don't watch okay. telly they, yeah so very kind of big brother big brotherish in that aspect um for the whole time you're there it's um yeah very very kind of secretive almost um and eventually i think it was maybe about three or four weeks in um, they eventually let us watch we could pick one program on a Saturday evening that we could watch or we could watch a, um, a film so we opted to watch uh, X Factor so that was their thing on a, on a Saturday night yeah. literally they would bring in the telly and put it on at the start of X Factor and as soon as, as X Factor was over the telly would be gone again yeah. um, so that you didn't see the news or that you didn't see anything at all anything else yeah and when they're doing that as well apart from the physical side of things is they're also looking at the the, the mental side the psychological side as well yeah definitely so like that starts um i would say two months before we even got told we're on the show so yeah. we applied in may and we got the yes you're going you know you've been picked in early september so like the application process was drawn out fairly fairly long mm-hmm. as well but in the middle of that roughly you had to go and do like a, a full day of um physical and psychological evaluation um and um, that was that was fairly full on and then during the show as well you have um professional support both from gps obesity expert psychological and then afterwards as well as part of our contract um there is kind of one year support um mm-hmm. from like a therapist if if you need it for that okay. now i think the sad thing is at that time when when you kind of leave uh, the biggest loser you kind of think i think of most people anyway i think oh, sure, i've i've a lot of weight lost now sure i'm fixed sure why would i need yeah. um a therapist or that and if anything that's one of the biggest regrets I have is not making the most of that back then. Yeah. Um, because that's a, the, the exact time when you do need to be honing in on, right, what's my mental state? How do I adjust to yeah. life? And so much more kind of going on at that time, you know? Yeah. So you, you, you have to understand that that is important to carry on. That A lot of people, I was asked a question there last week, like, okay, I've reached my weight loss target. Will that make me happy? Yeah, and like this is something that we, I'd say we'll roll into in, in a while, but like my whole road to 100 now that I'm doing at the moment, but kind of mm. if I go back to um, February, March 2011, when I was kind of at my lightest weight ever in my life, and I guess I'd have kind of built up on a similar thing off Osher, when I get to that weight, sure, life will be fixed, it'll be grand, everything yeah. will be great. And it's, 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 it's a weird one because physically yeah your your body is at a particular weight which is grand mentally your mind is nowhere near caught up with mm. with what you've kind of gone through i don't mean the tv side stuff i mean the actual the workouts the weight yeah. change like even then when i was going in shopping automatically and again when it's overweight can relate, will probably relate to this automatically to the back of the the kind of the clothes like you know the, mm. the rail there for the bigger sizes even though i knew 
like I was in CW or Triple XL then, I might have been some stuff was medium or whatever. I was still in that, oh, I go to the back and yeah. I'll work my way forward. So even that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, so so definitely definitely takes a bit, a, bit, a bit of time to kind of follow up. And then kind of in terms of the happiness side of it, I think for me, social media has always been a big part of my life, particularly mm-hmm. since then, even before then, like when Twitter and stuff like that um, was kind of big in England. I, I used to find that, I was living over in Reading, just west of London, mm-hmm. and I used to find that in terms of social media, the UK seemed to be about a year ahead of Ireland in terms of the new platforms coming out and stuff like yeah. that, people adopting to them. So I would have found, like, I, I was talking about, say, Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that, my friends back in Ireland, it wasn't really a thing until maybe a year later. So I was quite into social media when, by the time we moved back home um, in, in 2011. I was mad at, like, you know, the, the platforms then. So, so social media would have been a big part of it. But equally then, I was enjoying the engagement but putting so much pressure on myself more than I had before about how I looked mm-hmm. what kind of stuff I was eating like even to the point of if I was going I remember actually I remember one day um, when I moved home to Sligo here I wanted to go into one of the takeaways and I was like actually no I can't go into the takeaway because in case in case people judge me in there for going in an orange and a chip and, you know, burger and chips and stuff like that. So I got yeah. someone else that was in the car to go and get it for me. Like, ma- mad stuff like that. Yeah. Um, or even, like, I remember those one night out when I was out in Dublin and I had the alerts set up on Twitter, like, for, for my name, Paddy Biggs News or whatever. And I remember seeing tweets starting to come through, oh, Paddy's out in Dublin. Oh, he's here um, knocking back drinks and stuff. Like this. And I was like, this is mad. So definitely, as much as I love social media, it definitely, like the happiness factor of yeah. my weight loss. Um, so I, 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 I think I'm much wiser now that definitely the number on the scales does not equate to happiness. Um, mm. w- your comfortableness with your, your own mind and your relationship with food and being content with your body, regardless of what that is, that's way more important than any, any number on a scale. Definitely. And so the whole, again, so the holistic aspect of that men, mind, body, um, and like attitude towards it and you mm. see big a- attitude shifts can happen and it is difficult I try to say to people to get that like ball running when the people around you don't understand what's going on as well yeah, and what you're trying to do and it, yeah and it can be like particularly when, when I moved home to Ireland so I'd been living over in the UK for mm. six years I think it was and I moved home to Ireland literally the day the final of the biggest loser aired I was on I was on a ferry driving home um I wasn't driving to the ferry I had the car on the ferry uh, <laughs> coming home from England but like I remember like I was listening to the radio and was, I did a few interviews as I was driving home kind of pulling in for CFM and a few other places but I remember then when I got back home to Sligo and um, kind of got a new circle of friends because obviously my childhood friends had all moved on and a lot of them were doing their own thing but an awful lot of the people that I met would have been aware maybe of the TV show, what I was doing, but not fully aware of the impact of life before that, of being, of, of having so much weight on and what that was like and the kind of the exact journey. So, yeah, I think a lot of people can, can kind of um, fail to understand what that's like fully. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's just trying to, I know from my own early days of my own weight loss too, it was like, you don't want to be rude to people. I can't eat that. Or I, I like, I, I'll have a little bit of it and they want to give you more because you haven't eaten much. And little silly little things like that, which in your own mind, you know, maybe you felt the same, that you have almost internal panic, anxiety, that they want me to yeah. do this and I don't want to dis- displease them or annoy them. 
Yeah, and that's still something that I would say is still present even now. Like, I think it probably comes back to, you know, Irish people in particular, we don't like conflict, no matter how how minimal that conflict can be, as simple as saying no to something. And I I would have found, um, even recently, that can still be a struggle, in particular, like, to to, to food or to nights out, obviously not during lockdown, but, like, before that, um, like, the the reaction sometimes if you're like, oh, no, I'm not drinking, like, just... I don't want to, or mm. nah, I don't fancy to take, I'm happy with what yeah. I have, then it's almost like, geez, what's wrong with you? Yeah, we'll take you with you? a drink. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, what, what, what's wrong with you? It's like, yeah. no, I'm like, oh, just go on. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I've kind of just learned to just be um, a bit more direct with the initial kind of, you know, if someone offers me something that I just do not want, I'll be like, you know, oh, it, Declan, thank you so much for offering that. I really, really appreciate it. It looks lovely, but no, thank you. I will not be having that. Yeah. So, you, you know, if you want to give it to someone else, you can. I've yeah. kind of been very direct kind of with that. Way. I, I, I kind of have to be like that when I visit my sister in Italy and her mother-in-law likes to feed me. And like yeah. I, when you get one one portion of pasta, that's only a small one, but like a small one's like double what we'd normally have. And they wanted me to give me it more. And yeah. yeah. So or or even even the whole thing of like uh you know if there if somebody has some left oh sure give it to Patty there he'll finish it like, oh yeah <laughs> yeah uh, I've been there <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've done yeah, that yeah, sometimes it's been no problem other times I just can't and that but yeah. so before you went and did all that what was your fitness like interest like and like afterwards like going down that road and getting more involved with it like a big big mind shift change I'm sure yeah so I guess. Even now, I have a weird relationship with fitness in that uh, I do not enjoy the gym. I have never enjoyed the gym, ever. It is not not really something that gives me pleasure. However, the results do. And particularly, there is some things like... um, some kettlebells or some box um, boxer size or stuff like that that definitely you know would get the endorphins going for me and I'd, I, I'd feel good when I have finished something so yeah. at the end of the workout I will feel good knowing that I've accomplished something but when I'm in the moment and I'm there with whatever I'd be like oh god why am I doing this um so even now I'd be like that and I think that's something you know I've, I've, I'm definitely not somebody that loves fitness but i love the feeling that fitness can give me and yes. there, there's there's quite a clear difference in my mind with those and um, like i'd sit here and watch people that say go out for a 10k run or whatever and i'd be like nah i'd never ever be that person like because it just doesn't appeal to me at all or yeah. you know going in and spending say two hours in the gym or stuff like that again it doesn't that does not appeal to me um but going in doing a decent workout and end of that workout like you know feeling you know a bit wrecked because I've, I've put in good effort that feels good that that yeah. bit does um before the show i um i think i joined the gym probably i would say two or three months before i got on the show <laughs> this is a funny story i joined two or three months before i got on the show because where i was living in, in reading was a, a lovely really really class gym uh, near me and it had a lovely like health spa with it as well lovely pool and so yeah. on and all that kind of stuff so that kind of got more used than, than the gym but um i'll never forget it the day that i joined the gym um going to mcdonald's on the way home from joining it and i was like this, this, this is just a perfect summary of my relationship with with, yeah. with kind of fitness but then when... I, I will add i did do, do something similar earlier days ago in the gym with a friend and going batter sausage and chips on the way home yeah 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 and it was kind of like some kind of reward i sure joined the gym i'm going to work it off at some yeah, point exactly um never didn't really happen though and then um 
Yeah, then there was another time in, in the UK whereby they had a really good GP referral scheme whereby if you were overweight, instead of just defaulting to eat less, move more, or just defaulting to, oh, here's some some um, some tablets or that, they would refer you to a local gym and that kind of good relationship there. So that was, that was a, probably one of the better experiences I had. Okay. I think that's something in particular in Ireland that, that we have huge scope to improve on. Um, is that kind of relationship between health professionals and medical professionals? Because at the moment, there we do have a GP referral scheme in Ireland, but it's 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 nowhere near the level mm. of what what we have in the UK or what was in the UK. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, so I would have I would have very much had a uh, a patchy past with with uh, fitness and very very minimal before the show. Yeah. yeah. So and then that brought you down a totally different mindset afterwards. Yeah, so like after the show finished, um, you know, I really wanted to kind of go on and um, qualify as a personal trainer. So mm-hmm. that's what I did. The show finished in uh, February. So we filmed the final that April. I started studying for my personal training and then did like ITRX and kickboxing and step aerobics and, you know, a whole scatter of things. Yeah. Um, which still amazes me now when I sit back and look over it. I'm like, how was I ever doing step? Anyway, <laughs> um, so I did. I did all that, and then I kind of was working self-employed for about about two years, and um, kind of going between Wicklow and Dublin and mm-hmm. Sligo, um, which was a killer. Like driving-wise, <laughs> like literally going between all three pretty much every week for about two years, mm-hmm. um, and then just kind of decided, you know what, oh, this is this is. Um, I love it, but it's a bit of a killer. And I kind of made a decision to go back into what I had been doing previously, which was kind of management within customer service and call centers and stuff like that. It was kind of like my, my bread and butter up to that point. Um, mm-hmm. And I got back into that. And then bit by bit, um, I guess the engagement with fitness as I got back into my routine of what I knew from former life, um, that kind of ratio of engagement started to shift whereby um, the fitness started and going to the gym became less and less and less and yeah. kind of normal life became more and more and more on, until it got to the point whereby, yeah, I wasn't really going to the gym for quite a while, wasn't really doing anything. Um, and then that started feeding into quite a negative mindset again in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, at that point, um, my social media would have been built up quite a bit, particularly on, on, on Facebook and quite high engagement on Facebook with the kind of demographic that, that I'd engage in. And I kind of felt that, oh God, now I'm, I, I'm a bit of a fraud here, like, you know, trying to help these people and support these people online. And yet I'm struggling myself now with even, you know, getting off and going to the gym and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> so that kind of fed into a whole other dynamic then mentally yeah. um, and a whole other type of pressure that I kind of sat with, I'd say, for maybe a good 18 months, two years before I kind of um, got into a more healthier headspace again about that kind of stuff. And that came on the back of, um, I guess, recognizing behaviors that I was having around binge eating and looking at therapy for binge eating which, that I went to for maybe, I don't know, many, maybe a month and a half, two months, went to a, a, a weekly session with a, with a therapist in Dublin. And it was one of the best things I ever did in my life, one of the best things yeah. ever to this day. Like that was five, six years ago. And even today, the the benefit of those sessions is still kind of standing to me. So I'm a mm-hmm. huge advocate for, um, you know, kind of encouraging personal trainers and fitness professionals to know their boundaries and yes. know when the time is right to, to refer out to yeah. 
a, a professional in a particular field if it's if it's outside your scope yeah um so yeah i've had a couple of people talk to me before and that just i've interacting on on tiktok and that and they would have problems with um, binge eating and that so like mm. it's only a, a small amount i could be able to give a reference to and understanding but again it's more deeper that they have to go the reasons why yeah yeah and like for me and this i actually put something up on tiktok the other day about this but for me one of the one of the big things that came from the um from the sessions was that i was using kind of binge eating as a way to control the situations that otherwise i couldn't yeah um like say particularly i remember at the time at, at that the company i was working for it was quite a high high stress company it's um kind of not based on the type of work we were doing mm-hmm. and um i remember one day in particular like i just got into the car and had bought a six pack of wagon wheel and i devoured the entire lot of them like i'd say it could have been a cardio workout in its own right <laughs> probably eating so quick like yeah. um but i remember afterwards sitting there thinking what have i just done what's what's going on here and through, I, I now know that like that was me kind of trying to control that situation that I was in and work that was very stressful. I couldn't influence or change what was going on in work. So my way of trying to make myself feel better was literally I'm going to create a situation that I do have full control over to give me that sense of mm-hmm. I am in control and still yeah. off, off things in my life. And that's where the binge eating kind of come into it. Yeah. Um, and then also kind of working through the kind of negative thoughts. Like I would say, I'd say 90% of my thoughts from waking up to go to bed were, was about food, about worrying about what I eat. Oh, well, I can't eat this. I can't eat that. Oh, but if I eat this or eat that, or oh, how do I look? And it was just a constant cycle of barraging my, my, my kind of mind with um, thoughts about body image and yeah. food nonstop all day, every day. Um, even again, I could be in work, I'd be sitting in a meeting and I'd just be daydreaming, thinking about, oh, what do I have for dinner? What about this? What about that? And not to the normal extent of all oh, I have for dinner, but mm. actually overthinking things about all oh, what's the calories and what's this and what's that, yeah. um, and kind of again the, the therapy um, that I kind of uh, went through the therapist kind of did a fantastic job of kind of working with me to kind of process things in the morning as soon as I wake up. What's the kind of thoughts that I'm having? What are yeah. those um, beliefs or negative reinforcements I'm doing? Or what? Where am I mentally when I wake up? Even before I. I put my foot on the ground getting out of bed that was a massive thing kind of to sit and process right what are the thoughts in my head out of these thoughts what can i influence today yeah. okay so if i if i'm thinking about food if that's one of the things that's in my mind right now how can i influence this well the first thing you can influence is breakfast okay so what am i going to do so it was almost as though things were processed and compartmentalized into what i couldn't influence mm-hmm. before i even got into the day and it made such a difference, a difference yeah. and then a similar thing at night time kind of taking a few minutes to reflect back on right where's my head at before i go to bed so i'm not going to bed mm-hmm. on these negative thoughts is there things is there thoughts that i've had why am i thinking this is there anything i can do to influence this if not okay get rid of it if there is what is the thing that i'm going to influence and kind of writing those down so it, it kind of comes into this this idea of like circle of control what is within my control what's not within my control yeah. um, and that was a massive massive thing for me kind of understanding that and even now I use that in my personal life, my work life, that idea of circle of control and um, was, was massively powerful for me. Probably one of the most powerful things I'd it's, say. That it's probably something that's kind of can go under the radar very easy and not thought about. You know, we, we may sometimes talk to people about gratitude diaries and things like that for one aspect, but 
taking out what we can control because like we we can't do everything in life and just taking yeah, bite-sized abs- chunks excuse the pun of absolutely that yeah and i think like even like even if you think with people that weigh in on a weekly basis or whatever like y- you can't directly control the number the scales will show mm. but you can influence things on a daily basis yeah. and that's that that's where people exactly. get um, maybe the balance wrong they'll put too much emphasis on the number as opposed to the behaviors during the week yeah um because if you're focusing on those on what you can influence the numbers over time should look after themselves yeah yeah i was only saying that last week that like you don't have to worry about one particular day and what your count is like average it out yeah. over the week do it as a wave do it as different yeah. format that suits you personally and that and like yeah. it doesn't matter what someone else does and that yeah 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 um yeah totally and you you mentioned there like a wave i think um like probably back in the day before i kind of had a bit more knowledge about kind of weight loss and how it works and stuff Mm -hmm. like that i would have been your your stereotypical oh i didn't lose any weight this week yeah all right well what's the what's the point like whereas now knowing the way that it's ups and downs ups and downs and not a straight line and understanding some of that a bit more um is a great insight to have as well and one of the things that kind of really reinforced that for me was actually um from my fitness pal looking at all the weigh-in entries for when i um like after the season when i started regaining some weight and that's something i kind of spoke a little bit about in, on social media as well that kind of thing of you know the difficulty of maintaining and mm-hmm. then what happens when you start regaining weight. And when I looked at that trend and seeing, oh, it wasn't a straight line up, so it's not going to be a straight line down. So I think, yeah, that idea of a wave or that idea if it's ups and downs is really important to get your yeah. as well. I think none of this is ever linear and that's as much no, as we want it to not. be. Yeah, and that's yeah definitely. So. And I think, uh, as I often say to people as well, like even, even the idea of a weekly weigh-in, um, a weekly weigh-in can be great to check how you're trending, but you shouldn't take it as the ultimatum for how that week has been because yeah. we work in cycles of seven days because of calendars. Your body doesn't. Your body will, will do what it, you know, it, it, it will kind of play ball the way it seems fit. Again, so long as you're putting in the effort over time, that's what's most important. Yeah. And exactly as you're saying there, Declan, don't, you know, don't get too hung up on one day or even one week, like, or something like that. It's more so about the bigger picture of what way am I trending here and using those weigh-ins as trend points as opposed to, oh, this is written in stone. Oh, God, I went up one pound this week. So that's everything, you know, all done and dusted and this is a waste of effort. Yeah. And I think that's where some approaches can can kind of reinforce that oh well don't worry you know you, you've put a pound on you know what went wrong this week and it mightn't be anything went wrong at all absolutely yeah. nothing you could have done everything perfect would yeah. be multitude of things do you yeah. know you might even just drink too much more water than not say too much you never drink too much yeah. but you might have just drank more water than you normally would simple as yeah exactly yeah yeah exactly yeah whereas you know if if based on the previous three or four weeks you're trending the right way it's still a success that's the thing to focus on yeah, exactly exactly so getting into your road to 100 now so how is this all accumulating then to to this next phase of paddy yeah so um i, I touched on brief there the idea of um one of the things i found was maintenance and then weight regain so i would say during 2011 after i was at my kind of lowest weight um after biggest loser i'd say within a few months i probably i probably regained probably about stone 
I'd say within a few months after that, and I didn't overthink it massively because I was aware of how intense the weight loss was prior to that. So mm-hmm. I kind of expected, oh, if I start eating normally, I would say, um, I'm probably going to expect to regain some weight and that, that's fair enough. Yeah. So I didn't really overthink that. But then when it kind of went into 2012, 2013, and the weight was still continuing to go up as opposed to maintaining, um, that kind of fed into that idea again of, oh, oh what's going on here? What My weight's gone up. I should know better. That kind of negative mindset again. Mm-hmm. And continued for a while whereby up until I'd kind of regained pretty much all the weight that I'd lost and that sat with me like really toughly in terms of um, beating myself up about the fact again I should know better um, how can I be somebody trying to help others when I've regained the weight and it was I'd, I'd never spoke to anybody about how I was feeling about the fact I'd regained weight it was all kind of in my mind and just being going back to a really negative place mm-hmm. so I was able to identify okay this isn't good for me I need to do something here about this I need to I need to address this thing and I just pretty much put it out there on social media and was like you know, I, I, I need to own this instead of it owning me. Yeah. Um, at that point as well, I was moving back home to Sligo. I'd been living over in Dublin, Wicklow for, for pretty much the majority of the year since 2011. And we kind of made the decision to move back up to where I'm from. And the anxiety I used to get of thinking of going into town was horrific in terms of what if I bump into somebody that I know. Um, so much so that if my mum said, oh, here, we've been to town, you know, we'll go to Tesco, whatever, I'd be like, uh, should we go to Enniskillen instead? Like, town would have been 20 minutes, and Enniskillen's about 45 minutes, whatever. But that's where my mind was, because I was yeah. so fearful of bumping into people and what they would think, because some of these people wouldn't have seen me since 2011, um, when I was have been at my lowest. And that sense of just judgment and fear was just horrific absolutely horrific i'd say for maybe five six months after i moved home to sligo i hated absolutely mm-hmm. hated going around town for anything or um like i remember going to the petrol station in town one day and seeing one that i had to, went to school with and same thing i was like oh god i can't i can't let them see me so i kind of had a had a bit of a reality check with myself and it's like this cannot continue i i live here i need to be able to own this i need to be able to acknowledge where i am but mm-hmm. equally be be knowledgeable that I'm moving forward in a more positive way so I kind of did a lot of kind of inward thinking and and, and kind of work around self-acceptance about where I was then the fact that you know where you are today you cannot change overnight no matter what you do you cannot change your body overnight but what you can start to change overnight is how you think about your body and how you look at yourself so that's pretty much what I started doing and I kind of became comfortable and I'm using that word Likely, like comfortable with where I was at that moment in time and where my body was and the fact that it wasn't going to change overnight and comfortable with the fact that all I can do now is kind of take steps forward to move away from this point as in like to enhance things again and to try and get back to a healthier place mm-hmm. so I put a kind of started sharing this on social media and you know the fact that I had been struggling and the fact that I'd regained pretty much all my weight and when I put my weight out there what I had been at the time and that I was so nervous putting it out there in case there was, you know, some nasty messages coming back or stuff like that. And I was absolutely blown away by the support that I got and from the um, messages of support from people that said that they could relate 
um, the messages from people asking, was I going to go back doing personal training again? Which I was blown away by because I was like, I've, I've just said that I feel like I'm a failure because I've regained all my weight. Whereas the way that landed for an awful lot of people was, Paddy knows what I'm going through. I'd like to train with him again. Yeah. So, and that totally took me by surprise. I couldn't believe it. Honestly, could not believe it. I was like, why would anyone want to train with me when I just said I'm a failure myself? Whereas, yeah, so that was really nice reassurance that actually, you know what, people get what I'm saying here. They can relate to what I'm saying. Okay. Um, and touch wood, thank God, there wasn't any kind of negativity. So as part of that, then I started thinking about, right, what am I going to do to turn this around now? What's my kind of plan? And um, I had kind of in my mind, okay, I'd like to lose about 100 pounds. That's kind of where it came from, that kind of thing. And I intended to start... Um, could have the start of 2020 more so um for about the five or six months before that i've been kind of thinking about, okay what's my structure going to be what is it going to do being very mm-hmm. intentful with the planning for that so january and february last year kind of um started off really well then march um, <laughs> well <laughs> we all know how march went <laughs> we're still in march it feels yeah, exactly, like. yeah. march 2020 um sure, so april seemed to last about four months last year <laughs> Yeah, pretty much like, and then like just there was other priorities in life and um, as much as I knew I had to prioritize myself, given where I I was, there was other things I just had to prioritize at that moment in time. Mm -hmm. So as the year kind of went on, um, I kind of got a bit more comfortable again with, okay, I kind of know now gyms are going to be closed. I know I have to look after these people or help out here, do this and this story work, whatever the case might be. What is my canvas? What is, what is the stuff that I'm now working with? What is the stuff I know I can't, again, this idea of what do I know I can control and cannot control? Yeah. Okay. The stuff I can control, how do I make this work for me? So that when, when I got to January, I knew January 3rd was going to be my kickoff time again. Um, I had thought gyms were going to be open again. Uh, they were for like, I joined up and then literally the next week, then they were closed. And I was like, oh God, here we go again. But that wasn't going to be the deciding factor. Um, so yeah, so started on 3rd of January. The mission is to lose uh, 100 pounds. Ideally by the end of this year, that's kind of what I'm saying. But mm-hmm. if it's not by the end of the year, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. Again, it's more so the the changes in behaviours and habits yeah. and the trends is way more important to me. Um, so started on the 3rd of January at 326.6 pounds. Um, and the weigh-in just gone there uh, two days ago was exactly two stone down um, from, right. the, Fantastic. from the ends. Yeah, so like it's it's just over the quarter way mark for, for what I'm kind of aiming to achieve. Given that we're a quarter way through the year as well, it's it, it, it's a it's a timeline that's kind of giving me confidence in mm. terms of what I'm doing. Um, but it's a nice, yeah. consistent, steady approach to it as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And like, thing is, like, I know I'm going to have weeks whereby you know I'll stay the same or yeah. I'll really go up a bit or you know life has to happen as well and mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm hoping at some point that there'll be staycations or there'll be something later in the year <laughs> that you know we'll get to enjoy and you have to factor that stuff in and um, so again it won't be a linear you know two pound a week type thing but yeah the trend is, is is kind of going the right way thank god yeah like the time scale you say at the end of the year it's it's a great bonus to get that yeah absolutely like if yeah. I, if, if it was like say the third of january even like you know 2022 and if i stood on the scales and i seen anywhere in the ballpark of like kind of 230 or that i'd be i'd be ecstatic yeah. like and it, it should be it should be achievable um but then i thought it was it was achievable at the start of last year so you never yeah. know what way things are gonna go but right now i'm feeling really really positive and um, this is probably one of the more 
prolonged successful spells I've had yeah. over many years uh, recently in terms of trying to regain control of things. And I think a lot of that does come down to the fact that I'm, instead of focusing on, um, you know, my actual weight or the shape of the size, I'm focusing on, okay, what's the behaviours and what's the things I'm doing. So I can re- kind of take comfort in knowing I am doing things on a weekly basis that are moving me in the right direction. Yeah. And I'm like genuinely proud of that Um and whatever happens with the scales, you know, I just hope they play ball. So far, they have been by me kind of focusing more on on the, you know, getting out for a walk or, you know, tracking in my fitness pal from time to time or whatever, whatever the case might be. Yeah. As well, one of the big factors that affects a lot of people at the moment, naturally, is stress. And like and that can be such preventative of any weight loss and that. So like with everything that's going on, if your work life is busy and you're still managing to keep that consistency so like you're in control yeah absolutely and i think um you know like so many of us like my parents in their 70s obviously that would have been a concern last Mm. year for me um and my sister had hurt her back so she wasn't she had some time out for herself during last year as well so um i was working full-time as well um you know i I haven't been off any time during the pandemic so i think the stress for me has probably been a bit more subconscious in terms of I think day to day I deal with stress quite well in terms of I'm quite chilled and quite relaxed and kind of like at the ground whatever but then every now and again when I actually take time out to sit back and reflect that's usually then when it hits me yeah. and I find that if I don't do that and um, that can be more detrimental so I'm trying to be a lot more intentful that every you know few months or something like that take a few days off kind of have some time out to myself um, and th- that's kind of the, the plan for this year really um, I've got next week off that'll be my, my first kind of block of time for um, for this year and that kind of thankfully coincides with like you know being able to travel county wise and that so I'll be able yeah, to get around some time. beaches and, <laughs> yeah it is yeah it works yeah. out quite well so hopefully get out to some of the beaches and just chill out because that's something that's been great mentally for me last year was just getting into the sea like I, I would have been somebody that would have been very self-conscious of going yeah. to the beach again particularly in Sligo I, I, I wouldn't have um, but last year I just said you know what I'm doing this for me I need to stop worrying about other people I enjoy yeah. this so therefore I'm going to do it it makes me feel good um, so I cannot wait to get back out head up there in the scroll yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. in a scroll I went up yeah. there for a week in, in uh, October and it was brilliant yeah um, stayed up there for the week so that's the plan now next week is kind of in a scroll Shreja Ross Point Lissadell kind of have them yeah. all, all I, I was only there for out. my first time last September just just before I posed to David later yeah. that morning um, and like it was, I was waiting for a walk the whole beach and the typical yeah. of all days it started raining so I only got so far, so we have to go back. And I know friends of mine have a house up there as well, so it's a good, good yeah. enough reason to visit. Yeah, uh, that's that's the joys of the west of Ireland, rain <laughs> a lot more than the east. So it's, um, but no, in a scroll, in a scroll class, like it's it's some beach, like it's yeah. just phenomenal. Yeah. yeah it's, it's so really have you found then with your whole journey that you're able to work with a certain demographic, demographic of people now as well better? because of life experiences yeah i would say the it's interesting there's probably two the main demographic that i would see again directly linked to my social media that kind of get in touch with me and that maybe over the years that i've worked with like even with a personal trainer has definitely been that kind of um i would say 
late 20s to late 40s female that's definitely mm-hmm. um where i have engaged most and where most of my work used to come from and um, when i was self-employed but then also um some younger guys particularly in relation to if they were i i would usually find that guys would get in touch more so about things that were thinking like mental things okay. about say body dysmorphia or stuff like that yeah. um and that's not something that i've spoke about hugely but i would see guys getting in touch with you know oh you know i'm i'm afraid that my you know my chest area might be too fatty and i'm a bit concerned about that have you got any hints or tips or stuff that can help with that so that's one thing i would have seen but definitely i would say good uh, I'd say maybe 80% or more would definitely be kind of that late 20s to mid to late 40 female would definitely mm-hmm. be the, the, the main kind of demographic. Yeah, no, interesting, interesting. And what would be like if for, I always, I'm asking everyone this that comes on the podcast, like what would be your kind of three points you give people to just starting out to take that first leap of, of faith? Yeah, so I guess first of all, why is it you're starting out mm-hmm. and actually spend time sitting with that because I found so many people start out and restart out because they think they have to, or because they're going through the motions of just, oh, yeah, I'll just do this again or do that without actually having sat and fully understood their relationship with why am I doing this? And like, if you're able to answer that, like in a split second, it probably indicated you haven't thought about that fully because yeah. it should be something that is, deeply 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 meaningful to you so why is it that you're doing this then i guess secondly is my approach would be you know don't prioritize the nutrition or the fitness i want you to actually prioritize your mental health so that kind of mental space of where you are right Mm -hmm. now so before you start thinking about okay you know i want my body to look like this i want to fit in those jeans i want you to work on accepting where you are right now so you know if that is a case that you're you know a size 20 or whatever the case might be i want us to get comfortable where you are now and to it sounds a bit cheesy and i'm not going to say to love your body where you are now because i don't know how many of us actually love our bodies but in terms of become comfortable and a kind of a bit more accepting of where you are right now yeah and then i guess the third thing would be be realistic you know there, there's some people that day one week one they're expecting to win and beast themselves in the gym and just live on broccoli for you know the next year whereas i think for the average person that's trying to improve their health or their fitness what's realistic if what's going to be realistic for you is you know what i'm just going to actually change breakfast a bit this week and i'm going to start going for a walk if that if that is your reality of doing something more than what you have been doing then start there and then yeah. build on that over time um, as opposed to going all out from kind of day one or week one or stuff like that. It has to be something that's going to be sustainable for you long term. So as, as ambitious and as great and as sexy as it might sound to be able to go and tell your friends, oh, I got beast in the gym or my personal trainer, you know, this other, um, you know, what's realistic for you? Um, like this year when I started out, for example, my priority was not getting to the gym or doing anything. My priority for the first month solid was literally getting out of the house and going for a walk. I didn't have a particular uh, duration or distance or anything whatsoever mm-hmm. in mind. It was literally the behavior of getting outside of the house and going for a walk regardless if that was 10 minutes or an hour. So I wanted to instill that habit of um, movement. 
of, of, of kind yeah. of not just work, but leaving the house after work and getting out for some movement. And then I built on that in terms of, okay, now I'm going to aim for X number of steps or now I'm going to aim for X number of days a week. And kind of very gradually, maybe every five or six weeks then kind of building on that. So, you know, yeah, it, it, it's not all about kind of all just, you know, getting in and, and kind of beasting yourself in the gym. It's definitely about kind of, what habit or behavior can you do now that's going to be sustainable long term for you yeah it's like it's each each step in the ladder you're just trying to get yeah that and then broaden it a little bit bit by bit yeah definitely definitely so. yeah um and it's yeah I, I i think it's one of the things that you know if you have god even over the years like i've i've kind of engaged with different personal trainers or coaches myself as well and i've even mm-hmm. just seen other personal trainers and that in the, in the gym and you see such a variety of of approaches but the one again that i definitely say i would be most successful with myself or where i would see other personal trainers be most successful with their clients and um, would definitely be that one off right small steps yeah. don't we're not going to run here you know we're, we're taking one small step so where are you right now and what's the what's the smallest change we can make that's going to have the biggest impact for you yeah um and i think for a lot of people it's around that idea of starting to create habits and things yeah, I just like literally before we came on, I was just literally sending an email to a new online client and said, just get your breakfast right for this week. And then we'll look at lunches. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and, then, so. and like, because the thing is, by somebody say even just getting their breakfast right, that can have a knock on effect of suddenly their lunch is better, or their stuff yeah. is better because they're starting the day better. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What, what's so, the... What, like, what, even with just that one thing, I would say, like, okay, have like three or four breakfasts that you know you like and then just rotate through them. And that, yeah. and to, to yeah. have that mindset of keeping it nice and simple, but it's something you enjoy as well, yeah, not definitely. making dramatic Absolutely. overhauls of everything you do. Because yeah. then, like, yeah, I'm not going to give up after a week. Like, that's too much for me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, when I talk to some people about this, they're like, oh, yeah, but that's not what you did on Biggest Loser, like, you went all that. And I'm like, yeah, that's fair common. But yeah. the biggest loser was an entertainment show on telly. It wasn't. Yeah. Uh, uh, like a factual nutrition-based educational program so you know i think that's the thing as well if you're watching some of these kind of shows on, on on tv or stuff like that just remember that every well the majority of shows in television are there to make money for the for for the tv channel yeah. um so unless it's it's very clear that it's a factual or educational type show more often than not it's going to be an entertainment one so yeah and um, don't take it as kind of the, the the kind of bible for how you should be doing things there's certainly different the way the shows have been done now seeing the one last year from one doctor over in england to 800 calorie diets yeah. and like yeah that is if someone was to do that which i would never recommend and that it's like mm. medically controlled and everything monitored make sure all the nutritional side is being covered but Certainly, when when you have people only starting out and thinking that's the right thing to do when they don't know yeah. what they're doing, but like that's well yeah. under. And you, I, I don't know if you've seen on TikTok as well. There's a huge amount that be like twelve hundred calories or less, and mm. then wondering why yeah, they're no, not d- losing weight. Yeah, and I think like there's a few things with that. Like one is particularly like from from you know social media or again TV or stuff like that. Um, nutrition shouldn't be off the shelf like that it should be bespoke for you in terms of you know if you're getting guidance from your personal trainer or you're working with the registered dietitian or stuff like that like you you um it should be bespoke for you as opposed to just something that you're watching online if you're watching something online that's that's there's very little value to it you know the, the the tiktoks are the social media that i enjoy is where people actually talk 
about the foods or about um the nutritional value of foods and stuff like that as opposed to just the calories or just the the, the stuff like that mm-hmm. um and i think tiktok in particular because it's you know it's it's the hot thing at the moment and there's definitely a lot of even unqualified um people that are calling themselves like fitness professionals and giving out advice which is a yeah, whole other that. kind of worms like from from an insurance point of view but um like saying stuff that oh well just because it worked for them they're giving it as advice to people or like they're being very dismissive of of people's approaches and stuff like that and i think you know we have to remember for a lot of people that have struggled with their weight um whether that been overweight or underweight or, or or that like during their lives those beliefs that they have about themselves or where they are sometimes it can be quite you know it can be quite a fragile state for people yeah. or can, can be quite sensitive um whereas that doesn't always come through in some people's like tiktoks and social media because they would be doing sometimes the dramatic thing or the sensational thing just to get like likes or follows or, or whatever the case might be yeah yeah and there's another extreme side but i'm saying where someone is doing their deficit which is right and appropriate for them and then being berated by other people that kind of they're have that other mindset no that's not right or they're eating too much per meal where it is personal and it's well within the remit what they should be doing and it's healthy and that's so yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah totally and again you don't know the other person you don't have the context on the other person all yeah. you're doing is reading the message yeah um and, and people are, are can be too quick times to kind of kind of jump to conclusion i've seen one on one of my tiktoks from january same thing where somebody had mentioned that they're on 1200 calories and um again a lot of people start messaging oh that's too low that's too low that's too low um but when the person kind of provided a bit more context about their weight and their height and stuff like that it actually wasn't hugely far off yeah. i guess a healthier range now it could have been a little bit higher but it wasn't hugely far off because they were quite a small petite person so you know mm. um again w- w- just because we might have a particular thought on something or you know you might have a particular idea about numbers or macros or stuff like that doesn't mean that it, it applies to everyone yeah exactly so you have to know with the whole package of what goes yeah. on that person's yeah. life and that yeah no, yes, that's it. It's, 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 uh, no, this, see, every so often I go into a stuttering strutter. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. No, um, interesting to see how this year plans out for you. And I'd like to touch base with you again later on, like in, on that journey as well, and do a catch up maybe yeah. halfway through and then later yeah, on in the year. And that, so we get the full journey of Paddy in 2021. Yeah, absolutely, no problem at all, and and I'm sure like there will be highs and lows and what along the way, but like I'm you know I'm I'm very comfortable now with, with sharing that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, but you're showing a very realistic side to it. Yeah, well, I think I think that's the thing that's important. You know, so many people open up, um, you know, the Instagram or TikTok or whatever, like, and they'll see six packs and all this kind of stuff, like, and that's not again for the average user particularly say somebody that might be obese or overweight that mightn't be realistic for the right now for that person so um it could be in the future but like for the right now it might be a case okay what's phase one or that for me so i i I always try to be as realistic as i can be with with where i am and if that resonates with somebody kind of you know brilliant or if someone disagrees that's that's sound as well but um i always try and be i guess myself and be authentically myself as opposed to just saying something for the sake of kind of social media that you know yeah yeah, well, great. I'm going to say thank you, buddy. Is there anything else you would like to say to 
Yeah, no, I, I guess the, the, the main thing I just kind of look back to again is like, you know, never ever feel any kind of um, sense of shame or mm. um, never feel that you're any lesser because of your body, your weight, your shape yeah. or, or your size. That's something I say on, on kind of my own social media quite a bit. And it's something that I'm very passionate about because genuinely none of that stuff, absolutely none of that stuff, the number on the scales or what size jeans you wear or, you know, your body fat percentage, none of that has any impact on on how you are as a person yeah. or you know in terms of the value that you give the people around you or the, the the love of the people around you or stuff like that so don't let your narrative or don't let let your thing be you know um your weight or the number of the scales mm. or stuff like that life's way more than than, than that yeah thank you well, and so what is your handles then so people can contact you yeah, so on um, it's uh, on uh, TikTok it is Paddy Cunningham on Instagram it's PT Paddy and Facebook PT Paddy and Twitter Paddy Cunningham. So yeah, either PT Paddy or Paddy Cunningham on on them all. Right, I'll, I'll put them on the links in the in Spotify anyway, so they can Sorry. get you. Do you have a website as well, or it's just a social? Yeah, but I yeah, but if you go to paddycunningham.com it, it, or PT Paddy, they'll just divert over to one of the social media pages anyway, so they as well. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool. I'm saying thank you very much, Paddy. Now, like that's a, a mindful uh, journey that I've gone through, like no the problem. whole process as well. Um, and I'm sure there's many people out there that have actually touched upon phases of that and probably take a step back and then want to go again a little bit later on because life gets in the way. But you've done yeah. that and life has got in the way and you've got back into that mindset of taking the next step and stepping back again, and moving forward. So you're personifying yeah. what a lot of people go through and that and that is like a, a, a the wave that it's a life's uh, journey it's a wave yeah, i'm gonna I have to is, coin yeah. a proper fa- phrase for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the wave of life um, yeah exactly but, but but no yeah i say it is it is important to me that um particularly given how how big a part social media has played in my life particularly since kind of biggest loser and the support that i've got from people yeah um via social media that's why i kind of feel it's important i i, I don't feel an onus on me but i feel it's important to share the realities of what it's like as well and not just the all the highs and all the insta stuff. yeah <laughs> that's great thanks very much no worries well that certainly was very informative and very interesting that hearing party's journey and the highs and lows and that's a big part of this whole landscape of a journey that we can go through on uh, your fitness goal whatever that may be as well i'll definitely be in touch with paddy and getting back on again so thanks for listening in and i'll see you next time